You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 686, Flashback Edition. Paul Levitz returns in 2010. And welcome to episode 686 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I am Paul French, and today I am Paul presenting Paul, lad. Hmm. Um, anyway, couldn't do our regularly scheduled episode today, but that's okay, because I got something cool to bring you. This takes us back to May of 2010. Um, this is our second opportunity to speak with Paul Levitz, uh, the first time we kind of did, did a general Legion talk. And th- on this one, we actually got to speak to him specifically about a recent issue of Legion. And that was um, his return. Um, so wait, so volume eight, seven, six, six, volume six, I want to say. That's what I want to say. Perhaps I'm even right. And um, anyway, we had just uh, literally the week before this episode talked about uh, that issue and then we got to have the man himself on to uh, to discuss it specifically. And uh, we get to talk about a whole bunch of other cool things as well. And uh, so I'm going to present that to you now. And then after that, I'll be back to do some, you know, uh, bits of Legionnaire business. So let's get to it. Here he is from exactly 600 episodes ago, as it turns out, Paul Levitz. And welcome to episode 86. I'm Paul French, and today I am warm, lad. It's mm. it's good and warm here, I gotta say. Don't know nothing about hey, warm, hey, boy. Hey, hey, we got, we, we were matching, we were matching Hotlanta yesterday, sir. Oh, sweet. So, now you know what my life's like. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Yeah, it was, uh, I think we're gonna get a little rain to, uh, to break it up a bit, and mm. Jan's got a bachelorette party going on in the backyard, so I think it's gonna all be frightening. <laughs> hey, wait, Derek. You mean to say that your life is like sweaty balls all the time? <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. I yes, never sir. would have guessed that. <laughs> all right. Well, just 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 steaming from every pore. Oh I'm my! I'm afraid so. And and Hi. <laughs> and with that, over to you, Darren. Yeah, thank you. I, I am Darren Noel, and I am just in time, kid. Cause well. Paul just messaged me to say where the heck I am. It's like, well, I'm online now. It's like, oh. So, you know, I, I managed to uh, to squeeze into the time bubble just before it took off. Excellent. So, yay. Oh, and I'm, <laughs> uh, yes, I'm, I'm Matt Kramer. And today I am, have been forced to dub myself Balloon Boy after an incident at the <laughs> Summit City Con. That's right. We need to. Uh, I think I know. Damn those Facebook. I think I. Yeah. I think I know which picture is going to be in the background yes. for this ish, this episode. Yes. <laughs> balloon Boy. Thankfully, he is wearing clothes, so you yes. don't have to worry about popping those balloons. <laughs> You, you you do something to help someone out, and it, it comes back to bite. Yeah, you. we we really have gone into an interesting direction with these introductions today. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am Scott Coles, and today I am Hero Dad Lad. Yeah. Last oh. night, <laughs> last night I was 
sitting on the computer doing some puttering around, and I got a yell a yell from my youngest son, he of the Green Lantern ring. Yes. Uh-huh. And I came out came out to see he was on the stairs. Actually, he wasn't quite on the stairs. He was on the banister, which um, I've told him not to do. But you know, kids they love to do. Kids that kind of will will do what they are told not to do. Yeah. Next time. I believe he'll wear pants. Oh. <laughs> Stuck halfway down the banister. Oh. Because as as we've said, it behind him. Oh man. Oh. So I saved him from some serious uh Caring, shall we say, and uh, everything's wow. okay now. Wow, See, and I, I love that you were able that to. Con- he doesn't like to wear pants, does he? <laughs> no, he does not like to wear. Pants. <laughs> I, I just love wow. that that that, 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 that we managed to have kept that theme. <laughs> he gets it from his. Mother. Oh my god! Oh, oh wow. There you have it. Well. Move to a nudist camp, but I don't I'm, know how viable that is in Canada. So. <laughs> Actually, not for all of the year, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's a very seasonal thing, I think. There is actually one around here somewhere. So Yeah, in Guelph there, Green Acres. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and Scott knows where it is. Okay. <laughs> it's it's actually not not that far from here, so not for the reasons you might think. It's actually yeah. on the if you're going along the highway, the major highway there, there's a sign for it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So Green Acres nudist resort. See? Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, you learn something every day. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Scott's a nudist. Okay, moving on. So not me. <laughs> so speaking of um speaking of of learning something new every day, we've got something exciting for everyone and uh what that is is we're going to spend a little time talking with Paul Levitz. And uh, uh that guy again? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Hey, he's welcome on he's welcome on this show anytime. Yes. I know. I'm just teasing. So, uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, it, it's uh, it, you know we as as we record this introduction, technically we've already spoken to him. But uh, hey, time travel, time travel, time travel, time travel is a biatch. Okay? Yeah, I, I'm pulling back the curtain. That's what I'm doing. Um, ah! <laughs> Don't do that. Scott's naked kid back there. <laughs> with his Green Lantern ring. Yeah, you pervert. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, I'm glad we've done such a high-quality introduction here. <laughs> so without further ado... I'm sorry, Paul. We're, without further ado, we're going to get uh, to... Hey, instead of, uh, instead of us doing some Legion news, let's listen to the man who really knows what's going on. And so without further ado, here's our interview with Paul Levitz. Woo-hoo. How are you, Paul? I'm doing fine, thanks. Fantastic. Morning, guys. Morning. Morning. <laughs> it, it, it is weird when, when for us to be recording an episode in daylight. It's it's kind of kind of a neat feeling. <laughs> okay. The big so, yellow ball hurts our pale geeky flesh. <laughs> uh, oh my! Let's try not scare the guests too much, guys. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh my! All right. So uh, so, hey. You had a you had a pretty big first issue come out last week. Uh, how how do you how do you feel about the response to it? Oh, I'm just I'm so happy that people are enjoying it. So a bunch of uh, new faces at uh, one of one or two of the signings that I did. Mm-hmm. So that was that was cool. You know you're you're always concerned in a situation like this whether you're just bringing back the audience that you had years ago or getting a little. Uh, 
older, I believe would be the right technical term. <laughs> uh, I don't know what you're the, talking about. Uh, <laughs> or whether you're bringing in new folks who've been reading and enjoying comics since and uh, might not be in a great rush to try Legion. Uh, so it was it was a very good thing to see bunches of bunches of new faces and mm-hmm. people with new questions and new approaches. I mean, I, I I adore having my old fans who know so much that they bring to it, but uh, you kind of got to keep refreshing the pool if you want the thing to succeed commercially. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Sure. I'm buying it, and this is the first time for me. So, excellent. You can be a poster child. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a poster child for many things, but uh, <laughs> that's a whole about. other set of questions. We're not, <laughs> totally we're not here to discuss those. <laughs> Again, guys, please don't scare the guest. <laughs> so, um, you know, the the first it, it was kind of kind of great that the first comment we got um, on our on our forum about the. Uh, about the issue was was some was someone saying no please don't let earthman get the ring <laughs> and, and and you know this tells me that you've 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 pretty much nailed it right there because once people yeah. are having that kind of reaction to uh, to that plot point well yeah i mean you want people to be concerned to be angry um about different stuff because you want them to be reacting through in some sense the same eyes as some of the legionnaires yeah, that's uh, that's part of the ideal fun of it. Yeah, I called it. By the way, I was so happy. <laughs> yes, you did. Okay. <laughs> oh wow. I don't know if we made it. I don't know if we made it too much of a secret of that, but uh, I guess we didn't. We didn't let, lay it flat out there. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You get half points. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> So far, so far, so far, the lead is still uh, you're de- decoding uh, Diogene, Matt. Well, there we go. There we go. Oh, they're resident smart guys. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, you know the, you said you mentioned uh, just before we we started recording. You you mentioned about about some things that we may have uncovered that 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 weren't weren't necessarily on the page. What what were some of those? Oh, I mean, I don't, I, I don't take notes as I'm, oh, okay, uh, fair enough, fair enough. As I'm going through, but I mean, one of the, one of the fascinating things to me always with how people read the material is what they read into it and what the reactions are, and that, and sometimes that's like there's a debate off on uh, the Legion World boards about whether or not uh, Saturn Girl acquired telekinetic powers. Uh-huh. Ah, yes. Uh-huh. Get that and that basically, it, it basically seems to reduce itself to she had her hands near her head when she went through the flying glass. Well, yeah, except she's using her telepathy to figure out where her kids are at the time. Yeah. Um, so, interesting. You know, it's, uh, I, I can I can certainly see where somebody added one and one and got three. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, debate whether. Her, whether you keep that answer to the puzzle and say, oh, that could be a fun way to screw around with it. <laughs> um, <laughs> or whether you say, uh, nah, just, you know, nice interpretation, we're moving on. Yeah, yeah. It, well, and, it, and it's interesting because we even had someone, uh, you know, quoting um, Secrets of the, of the Legion. Uh, from from way back, um, and talking about how uh, there was an example of someone using on Titan using tele- telekinetic powers there as well. 
So it does it 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 does send people to that those back issue bins. That's for sure. I mean, the neat thing now is the accessibility of the older material, or mm-hmm. at least people's commentary on the older material. Right. With uh, look it up on a wiki page or a hero history or something, and it it fuels the debate very easily as opposed to the old days when there were only a handful of us who had our full sets. Um, reasonably accessible to actually look up in the books themselves. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you but, think that do you think that raises the level of debate? Well, I think it raises the, le- the level of quality of what you can do in the material mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. when you're approaching writing now, I think whether it's whether it's the Legion or other material, you're not imposing as great a burden on the reader if you throw in something that is unfamiliar, whether it's out of the comics mythology or out of some real-world basis. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So uh, I used, I think in the first issue, a throwaway reference to Maslow's hierarchy yes. out of Brainy's mouth, and Brian had called me out on that one. Um, we debated it for a minute or two. And in the end, the combination of the relative age and sophistication of the audience mm-hmm. seems mm-hmm. to be likely a very large proportion would know what it is. Yeah. And if and if that's going in front of some high school kid who's never had a chance to take that course, right. um, and he's he's curious, you know, in three seconds flat, he's got the answer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't that easy twenty years ago? Um, yeah. How do you go? How do you go? How do you go find what the hell he's referring to? Uh, so, I'll, for for that, I'm very thankful to Google. Let's well, maybe be a little little more obscure. Yeah, as as I've said before, Paul. You know, it, there was a long time that I thought that uh, that Nemesis Kid's name was Churl. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I, I certainly understand what you're saying now. If I'd been able to search that right away, uh, maybe a different yeah. thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Wouldn't have been as funny though. It, it really wouldn't have been because we have gained much out out of that for sure. <laughs> no, I, I, I have worked to death the fact that I was writing the Legion for years before I realized the that Jerry was staring at the Pepto Bismol bottle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my. It, it depends on depends on your experience. For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, let's face it, it all depends on what you get to first, right? It, who knows? There's maybe some people who think that's where they lifted the name of that little pink bottle. <laughs> I suppose that's possible, too. Yeah. Um, looking into uh, in, in, in one of the other things that came up uh, regarding uh, Saturn Girl was where she where she makes a reference to not being a religious person. And and a couple of people kind of brought up the uh, the baptism issue as and and you know is is this an evolution of the character or is this a a, a divergence from that? I don't think it's a divergence. I mean, I I don't have full histories of the guys all set up, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm Jewish. Mm-hmm. Uh, all three of my children were baptized in my wife's religious tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, went through a variety of other sacraments. I stood there supportively, cheerfully, mm-hmm. throughout all of, all of those different processes. Um, and uh, the three different children have sort of three different levels of involvement in religion. Right. Uh, mm. So you can you can have traditions as a part of it. 
right. uh, and you subscribe to one degree or another. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because that's that's kind of where a lot of us got to on on the subject in 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 discussing it uh, mm-hmm. on the on the forum again, and um, yeah. So so now going a bit a bit further into the into the book, you know, there's we see what they're trying to take a look at at the um, at, at at the Time Institute, and you know, as as longtime Legion fans. When uh, when we start to see uh, see Krona's hand, we we worry about our folks. <laughs> this this is a this is a bad thing going on. <laughs> now the good luck may be this time it's possible that the thing got blown up before it got to the full forbidden nastiness. Yeah, and yeah. Maybe maybe we're not beginning an ultimate disaster, and it's just sort of Titan that got the bill. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we don't really know. And is it just a coincidence that it's the second time we see this in the Legion book and it's the second time a Green Lantern has been involved? Uh, probably not. I mean, prob- probably the minute you start doing that, you've got something twitching around, Oa. Um, and I guess at some point, if my head's in John Broom mode, <laughs> probably cross-connects from the different things. Yeah. Green Lanterns, what can you do with Green Lanterns? Ah. <laughs> We've been there before. That worked. Hmm. Let's do it. As someone way. who came, as someone who came into DC with Crisis, it was awesome for me. So thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's you know definitely uh, you know it, you know it's it's all these things that you talked about in in interviews um, as as the you know the hype was building for the uh, for the series, and and you talked about all these big things that, that were going to happen, and we had no idea that they were all going to happen in the first issue. <laughs> I mean, it, I don't think I'm done. No, oh no, no, no. I, I but but this I hope you're not done for a long time, Paul. Yes. Seriously. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> well, you know, I mean it was just the, the the density of events in this issue was just fantastic. Yeah. Well, I mean I had thir- first of all, I had thirty nine pages to work with and in fact it was plotted originally as a forty six when it was gonna be an annual. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um so if, if you're gonna do an annual, you damn well better do some stuff you can't do in a regular book. <laughs> and that, that that kind of accounts for two or three extra helpings of stuff, right? <laughs> um, and part of the choice was: do you do kind of a massive supervillain story first, uh, or do you find a way to introduce all these guys? Mm-hmm. And there's way too many. Legionnaires and Legionnaire supporting characters to introduce everybody. Mm-hmm. So I tried to do the thing that would service a fairly meaningful number of characters. I and mean, I'm very pleased with people's reaction to Dawnstar or Ultra Boy's 15 seconds of uh, spotlight. <laughs> That's exactly the page uh, I'm looking at right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. we, we, we know where your mind is. Uh, <laughs> Dirty bird. <laughs> but, Ultra Boy's uh, on that panel. What? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that you know that that was great because it seemed to succeed in reintroducing those characters, reminding people that they're fun, giving a sense of personality to them, even though they got really just a line or two in there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, I you know, I can't tell on the labels of 
of the comments that I've gotten, who's who's an old reader, who's a deep reader, and who who just showed up last week. Yeah. Um, but there's enough people saying, "Oh yeah, well, you know, good to see her." Is she, that's Can she fly faster than them? And you start to have that that debate go out there. Right. Uh, so that clearly shows that some relatively newer folks are reacting and saying, "Oh, she can fly faster than Superboy. That's pretty neat." Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, and it's and it's just she, it, she doesn't have a lot of fun in the second issue. Poor Dawny. Oh. She gets hit here for about two minutes. <laughs> two minutes, and uh, it's just—it's not a good day. Oh, uh, see, she'll be fine. You. This is, but this is exactly, you know, this is exactly what, what we what we love to hear. I mean, let's face it, you know, I mean, you know, we've been uh, we've been going through your your your, you know, the beginnings of uh, great darkness and everything, and uh, uh, over the over the last few weeks on the show, and um, you know, just really ta- sort of taking a look at at those issues, and 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 you 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 know, you definitely sort of amped up the uh, the insecurity of the legionnaires right away you know that that idea that hey anything can happen and and probably will it's always been very important to me as part of the virtue of the book i mean i'm i got the gray hairs i came in when lightning when lightning lad was dead mm-hmm. uh, and that was i think the first superhero death in comic that seemed to count Right, and I mean, and only in the sense that it wasn't wrapped up by the end of the issue. Right? Yeah, yeah. The and, then. and that, to me, was an enormous part of what made the Legion important. Right, because you really have a sense of worry. You know, I had the uh, I had the Superman Batman arc out the same day as the Legion, and mm-hmm. I think it's a decent story. I think Jerry Ordway did. Uh, absolutely gorgeous job on the art um and i'm busily working away towards the conclusion of it mm-hmm. but you're playing with a much more limited deck of cards as a writer right um <clears throat> how do i how do i do something interesting putting something important to them in peril um pretty pretty confident lois ain't gonna get burned alive at the end of that issue <laughs> <The only thing. laughs> The only question is exactly how she's going to get out of it. Is she going to do it? Is Batman going to do it? Is Superman going to do it? Yeah. How do I solve this puzzle? Right, right. Yeah. I'd like to think it still has an emotional payoff because you have that pleasure in the absurdity of they're trying to kill her because she burned Superman for Clark. You know, and standing beyond the fourth wall, you sit there and say, Jesus, stupid people. Um, Haven't they been reading their comics? (laughs) <laughs> um, but it's the Legion you have so much more advantage of what you can work with so particularly in this situation I wanted to remind people quickly I mean, bear in mind I think it was my third issue the first time I was on the book as a kid um, that I killed Chemical King oh don't bring that up <laughs> sorry but maybe I picked the wrong one but uh, it's, it's, it's one okay, of Darren's Paul. favorite characters <laughs> Sorry. It's um, okay. It's, it's okay. Of, uh, Scott, Karate Kid, there. <laughs> they only killed Chemical King once. Karate Kid's been killed, what, eight times? <laughs> yeah, I don't, think, I don't know if we're done with that yet. But, uh... <laughs> Paul, you're my favorite. Thank you. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> 
Poor Scott sitting anyway, over the I, mean, I, just, I, I think that's part of the fundamental of what you try to do with a book like Legion. And yeah. I, Dawnstar is not in any danger. This is just that there's a just a, a lovely lovely moment with in the the second issue where we kind of deal with the fact that we've got uh, two two di- two different modes of transit. Um, stars in the Legion and their powers are somewhat incompatible in some ways. Hmm. Hmm. Very interesting. <laughs> so, as, as we all mold that over for the next three weeks. Oh, seriously. Seriously. <laughs> but but that's okay because in between there we actually are going to see uh, to see more of your Legion work uh, because uh, we, we have Adventure 12 coming out next week, is it? Yeah, I've got two more books coming out next week. It's... Uh amazing they're they're keeping you busy sir like i'm actually back back in the game that's awesome so uh what can you what can you tell us to to give us a tease for uh for adventure 12 um well the the fun of adventure is that i'm mostly playing with things from the early days of the legion so 12 is uh which is now 515 i think they've given up the the uh, the re- the renumbering nonsense. Oh, good. excellent, um, uh, excellent. As, as the as the tides are now swinging towards, you know, let's show high numbers instead of low numbers. Mm. Uh, okay, we're back to Flash one hundred and five again. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, um, we'll start we we'll start out really with one of Superboy's very first trips forward. The story is called Playing Hooky, and I borrowed a, a gimmick that Jeff came up with a few issues before in a different context that I just absolutely loved. I thought his whole story with Connor, his quest to decide whether he was more Lex or more Superman, uh-huh. was just a beautiful story. The, the whole mm. payoff with Lena uh, was, mm-hmm. I thought, one of the most imaginative new evils I had seen in fiction. <laughs> I Definitely. I can't remember I can't remember a precedent for that and it's incredibly difficult to make a villain evil <sighs> and get it through and not be a cliche. Right. Oh, I'm going to squash a baby now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he did that fabulously. But the gimmick he used for storytelling, the physical gimmick, the little checklist thing, I mm. thought was really a neat visual. So I stole that and with with blessings uh, and used it sideways. And the story revolves around Superboy's little checklist of things he doesn't get to do in the 20th century. Oh wow! Um, Neat. And they're very much an adolescent kid's list of cool shit. Yeah. Uh, I don't get to go to the big city. There, mom and dad say that's too far away, and I might get spotted. Hmm. I don't get to play ball, not really. Um, I don't get to kiss a girl without wearing those dopey glasses. <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, so Superboy gets to stretch himself in a bunch of interesting ways. Hmm. Hmm. One or two heroic, one or two uh, just fun and silly. And hmm. There's a several-page riff that's an ode to... Uh, a wonderful dopey old Superboy story that ran, that was reprinted in the back of Adventure when I was a kid. The one man baseball team. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. I think it ran behind, ran behind the Beast Boy issue, maybe. Hmm. Maybe. Ventress yeah, yeah. That's why I can't remember where I leave my car keys. <laughs> <laughs> Do not use your brain up. You don't get more of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, so this wonderful couple of, couple of pa- couple of pages of that with Superboy playing against the Legionnaires. Nice, it's, just, it's, cool. it's a nice, sweet, sweet story, I think. And then uh, the issue after, we do uh, a story that is simultaneously set in current Legion and the beginning of the Legion, or before the beginning of the Legion, uh-huh. as the modern Legionnaires are uh, listening to Brand speak from beyond the grave and hmm. uh, tell the story of how exactly he got inspired and uh, kind of the origin from his perspective as opposed to their perspective. Oh, that's neat. Wow. Ian, I, I Ian... always enjoy writing him because I, yeah, I ripped off his speech pattern years ago from a great Paul Anderson character, Nicholas Van Regin. And uh, it's a one wonderful science fiction character who a guy who was uh in that case more outrightly scandinavian but sort of a right. futuristic scandinavian uh rich baron of space who alternated between being surrounded by the, the sweet little serving girls and outsmart, outsmarting aliens outsmarting other civilizations and making gazillions of dollars <laughs> brand doesn't brand doesn't do the serving girls because it's the wrong species for him uh, <laughs> I occasionally find myself, as I'm writing the piece, slipping into adding that, and then it's like, no, no, no. <laughs> one, one, one spot in the story where I had to rewrite a panel from his, his leering at a girl to his making, making a comment about mammals. <laughs> That's awesome. It's an interesting perspective because, you know, thinking of it now, I mean, we we had some of that, that perspective um I mean, seeing it from the brand perspective really is is pretty unique at this point, you know, because we've we've just never seen it from that side. I mean, the closest we came was uh, <clears throat> when when uh, when Keith did it in the, uh, um, the the five year later story, but that was really more from Marla's point of view than anything else. Hmm. Hmm. Well, it's just, you know, you you flip it and you play with it. Yeah, and then uh, and then the third one. Uh, is uh, a story in which I get to torture torture Saturn Girl a little more. And some <laughs> You're really digging on that. <laughs> That's a rough I month know, to be a telepath. I don't quite know how she got to the head of the line this time, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Part of it is once you start playing with a character, it's kind of uh, a vicious cycle. Yeah. You're, you're enjoying it so much, it's like, oh, I could do that. <laughs> well and 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 it t- it ties back to what you were saying earlier is the fact that that it's not as much of a status quo that you've got to meet you know it's 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 like you say it's it's difficult to uh to turn around and say okay well we're we're gonna kill batman because when it comes and down to it exactly well yes exactly and uh and um you know it's one of those things where it's like you know intellectually we all know that at some point Bruce Wayne will be putting that cow that cowl on again. 
you know, and mm-hmm. they, and um, and and there, there is because there's just so much tied into him. I mean, my my seven year old nephew knows who Bruce Wayne is, and right. uh, and uh, and and so uh, you know, with but but with the Legion, you you have a little more room to to play and a little bit of room to evolve the characters. I mean, you know, he, here we are with you know, there were some people uh, say, saying, you know, it's like wait, I thought they were all still teenagers, but but Saturn Girls got these two kids and and um, you know, and it's that idea that the well, that, that they. <laughs> we were not necessarily well, yeah. mutually exclusive, Paul. This I I, I realize oh, this. I realize this, but <laughs> all the Kirby same. Crackle never a good sign. <laughs> well, they, they, I, yeah, it's a very, very good sign. It's a very clear sign. Well, that's true too. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Wow. Or, or okay. did I mean boom? I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, we'll wow. discuss that later. Wow. That's, uh, yeah, that's good. You got my mind racing now. <laughs> Come back, Paul. I'll come back to the question. Oh. Come back. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, even the, um, the, the, the image of of Titan exploding, uh, you know, it, it, it has that, you know, it evokes the, uh, the explosion of Krypton. Uh, you know, but seeing the, yeah. the seeing the one ship coming away from it, the whole bit, it, it, it reminds us of yeah. that. But I love the fact that, that uh, he also added the ring around it just to, uh, remind us of of saturn i think it's it's just such an it's that that, that's healed already yeah all his good work he was just star warsing it up maybe maybe i you know he he really knocked it out in this issue i mean it's uh indeed wow yeah indeed he's he's a really talented guy i think he's gonna he's gonna continue to grow you'll see some some cool stuff over the next few i think as he gets into more and more of the guys His work's a lot like, I'd say, Gil Kane meets Jack Kirby. Yeah. Huh. That's neat. Okay. got to think about that one. Um, I just think it's smoking. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I don't want him to leave this book ever right now. Because, wow. <laughs> just, just chain him to his desk. Tell him he can't leave. He has to keep drawing Legion. I believe that's still... Still might be legal where he lives so uh I'll oh there you go it. see excellent, excellent. <laughs> what, what's it like oh, hopefully working... not <laughs> what's it like working with an artist who lives on a completely different continent um it's well the whole process of working at these distances is so radically different than when I came into the business. Yeah. I, op- I opened the computer this morning, looked on my email, and there's the latest pages from him. Uh, wow. we've, got, mm. you know, we've got another two minutes to finish issue two, and he's hoping to finish today and get it out, and his today's probably about half over. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the lettering, the coloring, moving back and forth, at, literally at light speed yeah uh, it has it has a bunch of ramifications i mean one that you can this is the first time ever i've been in a situation where i could make even a minor adjustment and copy to something in reaction to seeing the previous issue in print right when i when i came in you sent off the issue to the production department irretrievably when maybe two issues before had been printed right Mm. um or were closed now 
you're treading on the line. Um, it's uh, it's it's a radically different environment. I got yeah. the chance to meet Yildira, spend a little time with him at the C2E2 in Chicago, which was wonderful, and we got to, got to know each other a little bit better and had some fun together. Um, and looking forward to that continuing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was it like uh, with uh, your first convention, not as the big boss? Um, well, I think it was kind of an in-between process because it was my first one not as a not as publisher, so I didn't have the line of people I had to say hello to. <laughs> right. But I wasn't yet a published writer again, so there wasn't at the same time quite as long a line of people who wanted to say hello to me. Right. Um, we'll kind of kind of see how that evolves in the process. Uh-huh. It's, uh, it's nice to see the mixture of the old-time fans and and the young ones coming up at the signings. As at C two E two, most of the people who were coming up for the signings uh, were pulling out really dog-eared copies of things. <laughs> we interrupt this episode for an important commercial <laughs> message. Go down. Oh, okay. So I, I was I was lucky enough to uh, be asked to come on to Earth Station One's podcast and give my last thoughts about um, Lost. So uh, head on over to um, it's called Earth Station One E R T H Station One um, dot WordPress dot com and give it a listen. It's episode number nine, and it's uh, Mike Faber's website. He does a really good job about talking about general sci-fi stuff. There's some comic-y stuff in there, and cool. he gave us a bit of a plug on his show. So I thought I would just return the favor. Very nice. Yay. Now, Scott, oh. weren't you somewhere talking about this episode as well? Oh yeah, I showed up on the two two-bit podcast briefly for their grand finale show. I guess they had everybody who had been on before on for like 15 minutes of. Well, what did you think about it? Well, you're wrong, kind of thing. So. <laughs> you're still wrong. Oh, that's awesome. I'm getting the impression that I am one of the odd men as far as uh, how satisfied I was with the ending compared to the other guests that they've had on that show. So, but you know, whatever it is, what it is. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just of a mind that I like to have more of the story and uh, didn't get. So, eh, what are you gonna do? But it was a great send-off for the characters, and I agree with that. Yeah. We well, go. did you hear about the announcement today that there's going to be some extra footage on um, Season 6's DVD, yeah. DVD mm-hmm, yeah. that tells kind of a little bit of the story about what happened on the island after mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. the number one and number two. Yeah, with number one and number two, let's yeah. call them that. Yeah. So. And there was also uh, the, week before, the weekend before the finale, um, they had... Uh, on the uh, Howard Stern uh, satellite show, they do their Geek Time show, and they actually had uh, Damon Lindelof on there talking about how uh, how we weren't going to see Walt in the finale, but he said that he wasn't done telling stories about Walt. So, and he kind of left that up in the air. And then they started talking about extra footage on the DVD. So I wonder if uh, if that's what they could be. That about. it could be a spinoff. Yeah, Walt in charge. Walt, Walt, Walt in college. Uh-huh. Walt, Walt showed his detective skills. No. Hey, season five. Walt was season, four, season, season four. Yeah. Walt goes looking for his his dad. Well. Yeah. Or, 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 well, I mean, let's face it, there's that. But, but actually, that brings me to something else is everyone also needs to go over to IHateMike.com. 
and oh, yes. uh, check out Mike Norton's uh, After Lost. Uh, now he's referring to them as Found, um, but, uh, <laughs> but he, he's do, he's done some some little comic strips that kind of riff on things that would have happened after the uh, after the show, and or you know sort of somewhere in that in between time, and uh, it's hilarious. Son of a. Oh God, that one kills me because he has he with that one he nails he totally Aww. nails Sawyer like mm-hmm. it, so to speak. It, so to speak. well no but I mean it's just like the way he the way he um um just the the voice and expression it's like it, it's bang on and uh, and he does some neat stuff with uh, with one and two and he also uh, it's just a lot of fun you got to check him out so it's IHateMike.com and with yes. that I, I think we've uh, I think we've hit all the plugs have we not. Yay for plugs! All right, and now back to your regular scheduled episode, already in progress. And we are we are rolling again. Okay, so now uh, you mentioned about the uh, the 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 idea of 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 new readers and and old readers. Now, one of the things that we thought was was just great, and uh, and we did comment about it. perhaps a bit sarcastically in that that you know this seemed like a new idea to us because it's been so long since we've seen it <laughs> the, the the little editor's boxes from uh, from Brian letting us know where some of the things you're referring to can be found yeah I, you know I I did one of those actually in the Superman Batman annual that's uh, coming out next week that ended up having to be dropped out um, because of the way the artist finally laid out the space, but I, I actually re- really loved it as a sign of how the world had changed. Right. That story picks up on um, what's we call it? a two-part uh, Batman Beyond tale. Uh huh. And mm-hmm. so I had put in an editor's note that referenced the story, the original animation thing, and said, you know, which you can find on iTunes. Nice. Oh, wow. And that's, that's very cool. You know, in some ways that sort of was the antithesis of the, the classically famous Roy Thomas one where years ago he said, see All-Star 3. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for the seven people on the entire planet who owned a copy of it. <laughs> but you can do that now with a straight face. Yeah even piracy aside, because um, you've got the All-Star archives out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it, 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 it is an amazingly different world. Yeah. Well, and even even in these, you, you know, you're, you're referencing stories that are available in trade and, and calling them by the trade names. So, I mean, it, it supports yeah. that other facet of the right. publishing program. And, um, yep. you know... Story. Sorry. It, makes, it, makes, it makes me wonder why it doesn't happen more often now because <clears throat> we've gotten into this sort of convention where you know it's just not done. When really, I think if you if you kept doing it, you would get people actually looking back and going back to the other stuff and and reading more about the characters that they want to read about. Yeah, it's an now interesting it's question. Yeah, I I hope I you keep doing good. it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. Um, obviously not trying to footnote the bulk of what's going on in the book. Sure. Sort of dis- discover as much as you want, but if there's something particularly particularly appropriate, or I guess we'll we'll try and see how to do that. Yeah. Hmm. And I really enjoyed the little text piece you had at the end. Do you plan on doing any more of those in the future? I I don't think I can get the pages to do it. I mean that was yeah. 
kind of peculiar to the uh, odd nature of this issue. Right. But uh, yeah, I you know I love doing text pages. I did I don't know I did close to nine hundred in my career. Yeah. I don't think I don't think there's anybody uh, at DC who is, who did as many. Right. Hmm. It kind of was going back going back to use the old muscles. It, it it really yeah you know I mean I mean when I when I turned to that it really did give us that 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 feeling you know I mean it, it reminded me very much of of a lot of the books uh, I, I read as a kid where it was you know there was it, it gave us a bit of background on the uh, on the story and and all that and it it's just it's it really makes the the whole that whole first issue just a great package because you have you know as I said a, a lot happening in the story and and also you know hey if you want to if you want to learn some more about it here's where you go and. And, um, mm-hmm. and like you say, I mean, it's so much easier now. And it's interesting when you said about the uh, the Batman Beyond episodes being, uh, um, you know, available on iTunes. Is is the that idea that that um, you know, as a part of, of of now DC Entertainment, you know, all these things sort of fall under that that greater uh, corporate umbrella. And you've got that synergy with with other products that the that the that the company uh, has has put out and you know there's other formats in which they can en- enjoy these things and then come back to the comics as well. Yeah. Well, there it always was part of the same family. I think one of the things they're certainly trying hard to do on their agenda for the organization now is to figure out how to maximize those connections between the different pieces. Right. And as the technology synchronizes, maybe that becomes easier and easier. Right. You know, if you if you look to the world where there's a meaningful business in digital comics <laughs> as opposed to uh, meaningful piracy in them, right. then you may get to a point where you like this, here, enjoy everything since the beginning of time that has any connection to it that we can possibly tell you. <laughs> you deposit your uh, firstborn child over here and uh, have, no, I'm out of luck. have as much as you can eat. Um, you know, I, there's obviously enormous questions of how you do that effectively and how you make that into an economically viable business model and all the rest. But right. I'm really pleased other people are going to now try and solve. <laughs> yes, you mentioned that last time that you were glad you didn't have to be the one to make that decision. How does it make you feel as a, as, as a writer to have this stuff coming out d- digitally? I mean, thinking out, uh, you know, with your writer hat instead of the executive hat, or is that just as a as a writer, you want your work to reach as many people as it possibly can, right? And you know that that part that part's easy. Mm-hmm. You. You want it to come out in a form where people can enjoy it, and you want it to you want to get paid. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, as a writer, I don't enjoy piracy mm-hmm. because you're stealing from me. Um, I don't enjoy piracy when you're stealing from my friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we work hard to do to do this stuff, and no, you haven't taken any money literally out of our pocket, but you also haven't thrown any coins in the hat as you walk past and we were performing. Yeah. Um, well put. I, I think we have negative consequences from a culture that says 
many forms of entertainment should be delivered free. Um, yeah. And I think that will be that will be a challenge for the next generation. If, oh, absolutely. If you can have some form or another of effective economic model for digital publishing for comics, um, terrific. Some people will enjoy reading it on the screen. Mm-hmm. Some people will enjoy reading it on paper. Um, we know we don't reach all the people who could love and enjoy comics in this country by comparison to what happens in other places. Maybe that will help. Right. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a, I mean, it's it, you know, it, as you say, it's a, it's a it's a really thorny issue from all sides, and 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 nobody wants to sort of end up in the position that the music industry found itself. But um, you know, it, it's it, it's it's a hard thing to sidestep, isn't it? Well, music has had you unique problems. I mean, the largest of which is that the physical form didn't matter to anyone. Yeah. Right. Uh, and there's a handful of people who said, you know, album covers are cool. Um, but the reality was you were getting exactly the same utility from the digital piece of music mm-hmm. that you were getting from uh, buying it as a physical piece of music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they had a pricing model based on the album that at least in retrospect people are very clearly saying was completely broken i only want those two songs why do i gotta buy those other ten i don't think comics have have the identical set of issues thank god yeah Uh, Yeah. the physical physical form has a lot of value to most of us Mm-hmm. As I sit here in a room surrounded by forty thousand of them, <laughs> uh, not necessarily a sign of mental health, but still. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but clearly a sign of strong attachment. Indeed, definitely. Indeed. Yeah, and I mean, uh, they, hey, you only have to see some of us, uh, you know, attacking a back issue bin at a convention to know that we, yeah, we, yeah. we all. Oh, it's frightening. It's frightening <laughs> to see that. Yes. You see that sign that says a, a quarter and I'm buying anything, whether I care to read it or not. And I'm like, it's cheap. Ooh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. Matt's eyes glaze over in your quarter yeah. bins. That's, that's to do. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, it's uh, there, there's some series where where that you know it's like, do I already have this one? I'm not sure. In fact, I have ab- about four or five copies of uh, of the Baxter Run issue number four. So, <laughs> I've I've seen okay. uh, I've, I've I've seen Karate Kid killed in many many ways. Um, <laughs> well, if you guys four different copies and he dies a different way in each of them. Well, then that, that would really be interesting. Hold on to those because those are interesting variants. <laughs> Some I don't recall the press being able to do that. Okay. <laughs> well, perhaps I should have said many different times. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean it's you know there's <clears throat> and and speaking, you brought up the 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 uh, term the word variants. Um, how about Jim Lee on these uh, these variant covers? Oh, uh, he he just turned in such a beautiful piece for the second one with Superboy and Crypto. Such a nice doggy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, see, that's you, doggy just, time. Sold. <laughs> yeah. Sold. <laughs> and he did. Jim did an absolutely gorgeous job on that 
little Legion story for the uh, Icons book about him. Oh, yeah. Beautiful drawings of the characters, kind of as he remembers them. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. A very very different piece of dialogue that last week, last week, I guess that was. Yeah. When, when, When do we see that coming out? Uh, last I heard, the plan was for it somehow to be out by San Diego. Uh, oh, wow. Having, having uh, Nick Landau, the publisher of Titan, over for barbecue tomorrow. So I'm, I'm sure I'll get an update from him then. Nice. Mm. Hot dogs? I'm sorry? Hot dogs? Probably. Hot, hot, <laughs> yeah, dogs, right. hot dogs, hamburgers, steak. Nice. We- <laughs> <laughs> we go back to fan. We go back to fanzine days. Nick was doing uh, wow. one of England's early fanzines at the same time as I was doing mine, and he and his uh, fanzine partner Richard Burton uh, wrote me for permission to reprint stuff from my fanzine and his. Really? So we wow. We ended up working out all sorts of early trade deals. I was buying in the days before there were direct sales. I was buying twenty-five copies of Shazam off an, off newsstands. Shazam number one, yeah. who uh, oh. box off to him in exchange for copies of the old British Tarzan comics that oh, uh, nice. Michael Moorcock was writing and all yeah. sorts of weird stuff like that that I would sell over wow. here. Wheeling and dealing. Nice. nice. <laughs> oh. oh, that's fantastic. I was, a da- I was a dangerous 14-year-old. What can I tell you? <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, speaking of... Um, of of uh, you, you mentioned the, the the Titan book, but also uh, coming out through Tashin is the uh, the the DC the history of DC seventy five years uh, book. Um, mm-hmm. What what can you tell us about that? Um, you have to bring a car to buy it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I believe the current estimate is it'll weigh fifteen pounds. <sighs> wow! Wow! Um, it's. Uh, they're amazing in terms of the visual stuff they're finding and pulling together. Mm-hmm. And Passion does a fabulous job of visual reproduction. Yeah. So I, I think it'd be a gorgeous book. Yeah. Well, I know. I know. Fact, sorry. sorry go, go, ahead. go ahead, Scott. If it does, it in fact have the little legs that fold out, so it, it can actually be a coffee table book. <laughs> um, I don't think they're selling a, a model that has its own legs, but. Uh, they're probably still considering it. <laughs> Pretty scary. <clears throat> yeah, I'm already, I'm already uh, eyeing a spot on the bookshelf for that one to go. The might have to buy your own. Might have to buy its own bookshelf. It, it's entirely possible. You, you know, because I, I know I really loved. Um, uh, was it two years ago now? The the DC Vault uh, that um, the mm-hmm. Marty Pasco wrote. That was gorgeous. It was just wow. a f- just a fantastic read, and and just sort of you know digging into that into that history of of DC, you know, going all the way back to the major and uh, and and all that kind of stuff. You know, it's uh, such an interesting period of time. It's uh, it's cool, and we keep you know keep finding little things that. Um, weren't found before weren't identified before and some of them will make it in and some of them I guess we'll have to hold for yeah. the next project uh-huh nice now yeah because you you had mentioned uh, I guess last time we spoke you had mentioned that you were working on some uh, some nonfiction products was this the one that you were referring to yeah okay yeah. nice I did uh, about 32,000 words for this wow wow 
Yeah. And who's counting? <laughs> <laughs> Mercifully, Outlook is and, uh, Microsoft Word so that I don't have to do it by hand anymore. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, so yeah. How does the, how does that? You know, you mentioned uh, the the the, dif- the difference in in dealing with. Um, um, you know, dealing with different continents and working with with Euleray and uh, but also just the the idea of the of the technology adjusting your own creative process as far as uh, um, you know whether whether it come to uh, outlining a story or or whatever. How does that how does that come into it? Um, that's a little, I guess, little little less dramatic. I mean, I was on word processing programs when I for the last few years of Legion last time. Uh huh. Um, I mean, it's, I really love having a little flash drive thing that I can take back and forth from computer to computer. Yeah. Uh, so that as I move, move what I'm working on from one place to another, it's more painless, but although word processing has gotten more powerful, it hasn't really added a hell of a lot to what you can do with basic kind of script writing. Yeah. You had, you had cut and paste and things like that. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I don't know that there's that much of a that much of a change in right. in that aspect of it. Um, Probably more so did. compared to that to that first run, you know. And yeah, I mean, I think I think I went to working on a computer rather than a typewriter in '85 or '86. Yeah, oh. uh, one of the early uh, Macintoshes, the five twelve. <laughs> Oh, that's neat. Um, and that's yeah, a little less awkward. The digital store, digital storage is easier, but overall, that pretty much works the same way. It's changed much more radically for the artists than it has for the writers. Oh, definitely, definitely. And I, I mean, that's got to be a lot of fun, you know, being able to uh, to get those pages as as they're coming out, rather than sort of waiting, um, you know, to waiting throughout the process. I mean, it's got to be so neat to be able to just open up your inbox and, and take a look at those at those pages. Yeah, it, it is. It, it also, though, becomes more of a constant process distraction. Right. You know, as opposed to oh, that's, yeah. sitting, sitting there and you're waiting for the book to come in, and then when it comes in, you're looking at whatever, all 20 at the same time. Um, there's almost always something flying by you that's sort of, oh, I could... I could do that instead of real work. <laughs> <laughs> it is very shiny. <laughs> yeah. Now, Part so yeah, when you talk about that that sort of process change, do you, like I, I'm assuming that you're working full script as as um, as so as you far. start out. Um, do you find yourself redialoguing as 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 pages come in? Well, you, you nip and tuck. Yeah. Um, there's not enough room for this balloon there or that expression leads to a different thing or somebody spotted the mistake I made two issues before and really <laughs> let's figure out let, let's synchronize the three different number of refugees that we established for Titan into one take, take your pick <laughs> is it millions is it thousands is it three yeah mm. figure this all out um, enough to fit into a bottle uh, no, that's <laughs> They've been there. <laughs> I think we've had enough of that recently. Yeah, you're here. Uh, yeah. It's fine. <laughs> they did their good stuff with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually never did a Candor story. 
Really? So why not? <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Note so, to podcasters, stop giving writer ideas. <laughs> 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 so um so you you've 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 done some some teasing for um uh for adventure. Uh what what can you what can you tease us with for the uh for the main legion book? Aside um, from aside from Dawnstar's bad day. Yeah. Oh, poor girl. <laughs> um <laughs> be okay. uh, it's just more fun to fly by yourself. Um what can I tease you with? I don't know. Um, you've seen the you've seen Saturn Queen on the cover, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, she gets to uh, mess with their heads in number two and a little bit in number three. She's still around, but she does. She's more of the game in number two. Um, <laughs> that that was fun. I actually never wrote any extended scenes with her before. Mm-hmm. It was moved on and off quickly uh, um, so we get to play with her a little bit um, get to see some stuff in the, of what happened to the refugees who were on earth and uh, a little bit of Earthman's reaction to them yeah. Earthman tries to figure out um, what constructive use he can put the Green Lantern ring to hmm Mm. And yeah, some stuff like that. Nice. And then you've seen the cover to number three, also certainly all those good gory tentacles. <laughs> That's been in the solicitation. Um, so we've got Earthman and Sunboy off with some other legionnaires on uh, on another planet that uh, Earthman's been summoned to. Mm. And uh, he gets to kind of get a taste a taste of what he might do for with his newfound powers, and he's not mm-hmm. entirely sure he likes it. He's not <laughs> a good guy for playing with tentacles. Yeah, it's um, yeah. Well, you know, definitely, you know, it's 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 the old the old curse, as they say. You know, the may you live in interesting times, and it really looks like the Legionnaires have some interesting times ahead of them. And uh, yeah, well, I, I find I think the whole arc of evolution with Earthman will drive a lot of uh, neat stuff because it just it raises interesting human questions that I think are meaningful for our time. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, most definitely, most definitely. Do do you uh, foresee any any uh, any other new blood joining the Legion in uh, in the near future? Oh yeah, no, there's uh, there's uh, there there there's at least a couple of uh, new characters float, floating around in the system somewhere there. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Very nice. You know, I, there's there's so many of the gang to be dealt with, to be reintroduced. I mean, you get two minutes of tie rock in the next couple of issues. Oh, well, that's we more than we've had in the last 20 before. years, Paul. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I, you know, there's not, there's not enormous room to, to do everything I'd like to. Sure. But, uh, 
but I'm hoping. Yeah. Speaking of reintroducing uh, uh, characters from uh, from from back back in the day, uh, Gigi Cusimano had uh, had a little promotion. Well, I think she already had Chief's rank. I don't think she, was, yeah. she just wasn't surfing on Earth. Oh, that's okay. Okay. Uh, yep. that's good. It's good to see her back anyway. Here, <laughs> here, here, here. So or, I'm, I'm nice taking batch, nice batch of friends. Have, uh, we, we have a we have a number of other folks who uh, who should be showing up somewhere somewhere yeah. in the system. Oh, sweet, fantastic! Well, the, the panel with the Legion Academy there kind of made me feel like we're going to see some of our old students again. So, I'm looking forward to whatever's going on over there with Chuck and Lou. So, yeah, I mean. Give, give me Eventually. a little time, guys. Whenever. Uh, hey. Whenever. <laughs> Eventually. Well, as we said, we're yeah. hoping for a very long uh, run here. So. An awful lot of stuff yeah. to get in here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is. There's a ton of stuff. We are not in any hurry. I'm, yeah. I'm enjoying this Christmas present I'm going to get every month now. Yeah. So. Yes. <laughs> No, without without a doubt, we've uh, you know the uh, we all really enjoyed the issue, and, uh, and and we've heard from a lot of people who really enjoyed it as well. And uh, it, you know, it's definitely um, you know uh, one of the uh, one of the guys even even you know because we were we were saying it was Legion Day last Wednesday because because we know we know better we know better and um, and uh, so someone had actually posted um, you know you know which one did you like better and I'm telling you there was uh, there was a lot of support for uh, for for this issue mm-hmm. uh, you know in in cool. sort of a head to head which one did they did did they like better out of out of which uh, between which this and Avengers? and Avengers number one oh wow well, got it okay so uh, so. And a lot of them were new to the Legion, too. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it was it was really interesting, you know. And I, I had a conversation with uh, with with one reader from the from the UK who was saying, you know, this is the first uh, the the first Legion book I've uh, I've picked up, and you know, and I'm I'm in. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, he he really enjoyed. it. He felt that he got you know he got plenty to uh, to to give him to think about and to and to look back at as well as to look forward to. So uh, so you know, definite. Uh, you know, you know, it was uh, it, it's always great to see, uh, you know, let's let's face it. The, the Legion hasn't been around as as much as some of us would have would have uh, liked in in mm-hmm. in a while. Well, it's and, kind of been the, it's kind of been the same equivalent period as uh, the period when they were in the back of Superboy for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they've been bouncing, bouncing around, had a little bit of different treatments and things, but uh but not on a regular run. Yeah. And hopefully we are, we'll cure that for a while. Absolutely. For mm-hmm. as long as possible, please, sir. <laughs> yes, please, sir. <laughs> Good to have you back. It really is. Here. You know, they 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 always have that that whole thing about, you know, uh, can you go, you know, can you go home again? And and got to say after reading this, welcome home, sir. Yes. Well, you know, it's uh this is the double challenge, not just can you go home, but can you go home and do do it in a relatively modern way? Mm-hmm. Very much. Well, well listen, I'm sick of the modern stuff, so I'm not too worried about that. <laughs> <part of it. laughs> Oi, Scotty. There you go. There you What's go. wrong with the time when heroes were heroes? That's all I'm wondering about. Well, that's that's good too. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 
Well, thank you so much for uh, for spending this time with us, Paul. It's always it, it, you know it's great to have you on the show, and uh, and honestly, you are a wel- are you are welcome back anytime. And uh, thank you much. Well, we we really enjoyed speaking let, with you. Let me know when. Keep uh, keep keeping people interested. You bet. I'll I'll try to do my part. <laughs> that that's fantastic. Thank you so much, Paul. We really appreciate it. Yes, thank you. Sir. Take care, guys. Thank Take you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. I'm not sure what's going on with the Skype there. I think he's... There we go. So there we have it. Many things to think about. Um, You know, when he he said that bit about the Kirby crackle Uh uh, around the kids, it's like... Now, now to to be fair, um, you know, and this this could very much be one of those examples where where I'm reading way too much into it. Mm. But as soon as he said, as soon as he mentioned that, like as soon as he, uh, a very good hint. I was like, ah, oh, oh, <laughs> I'm no, telling you, it was no. it was just wow, and, and you know because uh, you know I I. I because I, I don't want to fish for spoilers. I, I you know, I, I want things that, that are going to give people something to chew. want to hear about things that are going to give people something to chew on and get them excited about upcoming issues. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all about the, the journey with this. And to actually uh, to, to get something like that is all of a sudden like it got, it got me speculating, you know, hey, we know. Hey, we know what that means, right, kids? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Especially especially when, for those when this kids. This interview goes out and they hear that. <laughs> What? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's, uh, that's wow, great. just wow. What's and it, better than one validus? That's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I love you, Scott. Team validi. Hey, uh, in... validi. We'll have to actually answer that question. What is the plural of validus? Mm, in... <laughs> I like that validi. <laughs> in uh, Dino Five, Ilderay drew that character with like five brains on his body, so we know he's good at drawing brains. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Exactly. Exactly. So, so there we have it. Um, you know, again, just great to uh, to talk to Paul about what's what's going on with the book, and uh, and always interesting just to hear him talk about process and uh, yeah. and 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 how that's evolved and. Um, and uh, you know it's it's really interesting because it's one of those things we, that we don't not often think of. You know, there's there's always that idea that um, the things that that that, uh, that that are supposed to make it easier don't always do so. So mm, that's true. So that was a lot of fun. All right. So um, of course uh, this week it's Adventure Five Fifteen. Uh, I think there's I think they're still kind of billing it as twelve, but I think that disappears in the next couple of solicits. I believe um, so. Yeah, so I mean, uh, all of a sudden that bigger number gets uh, gets a, a little more uh, a little more prominent. So that's going to be a good thing. So definitely you want it, You want to check that out, and I'm I'm really interested to read that. Um, you know, especially with uh, with what he's told us about it so far, and and I love just that that idea of that homage to that uh, to that old Superboy story. That's pretty neat. <laughs> that's going to be sweet. Yeah, yeah. So uh, sweet, sweet. So. <laughs> 
there we have it. I think that's that's. I, I don't think there's much more in the way of uh, of Legion news. I mean, we just got all the Legion news yeah, right there. News for you. Yeah. So there extra, you go. Extra, extra, extra. Get it here. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. So, comments as always are welcome at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. You can also join the forum and join in the conversation. Let us know what you thought. Let us know. Uh, you know, <laughs> hey. Just, let, let us know, know your what questions. You ah. mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and uh, and and also, you know, just uh, <laughs> hey, let's everybody start the speculating on on what's going on with the Rans kids. Yeah, yeah. It sounds messy. Um, it sounds very messy. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so joining the forum over there, you can also post a comment to our website, and uh, that is of course at Legion of Substitute Podcasters dot com. We are also on the Twitter. We are. LOSP podcast and on the Facebook just do a quick search for Legion of Substitute Podcasters and hey we're right there so uh, with that we're going to head back into the time bubble because finally found one kicking around I guess they didn't lend one to the Avengers and um, (laughs) we are going to uh, head back to the 21st century and we will see you all next week and there you have it folks a look back at our discussion with Paul Levitz from May 2010. Something very far back, 600 episodes ago, in fact. Um, and that was just a coincidence, uh, completely unintentional, but uh, but kind of one of those neat synergies. Uh, but yeah, that's a, a, a really fun event in uh, Legion of Substitute Podcasters history. And hey, speaking of history... Is there anything that happened this week in Legion history? Why, yes, Paul, there is. Say I, Paul. Wait. All right. So, this week, oh, man. It's really tough doing segues for yourself. Um, this week in Legion history, 45 years ago, December 6, 1976, Karate Kid issue number 7. Karate Kid goes up against the Gyro Master, a spinning villain whose motion repels all attacks. And we covered this one in episode 463. It was part of the great Karate Kid yada yada. Uh, 35 years ago, December 11th, 1986, Legion of Superheroes, Volume 3, Issue Number 32, Part 1 of the Universal Project. Saturn Girl wakes up to find herself in some kind of internment camp on an island with uh, Brainiac 5, Dream Girl, and Chameleon Boy who have no recollection of who they are or their life before the camp. Using her telepathy, she saves her fellow Legionnaires, using her mind powers to overcome their blocks and devises a plan to get off the island and figure out what's going on. And meanwhile, Universal reveals he has hypnotized the President of Earth as well as everyone on the planet. He was also behind the death of his son, Ron Vidar, a fact that he claims was necessary in controlling the world. And uh, that one was covered in episode 374. 25 years ago, December 11th, 1996, Legionnaires 45, the Legionnaires sizzle when a mission to Verga, Gates' home planet, uncovers a horrifying mutant beast that is terrorizing the inhabitants. Meanwhile, Monel, you know, Monel, um, you know, Monel's search for the Emerald Empress heats up, and uh, this one is expected to be covered in late 2024. 
uh, 15 years ago, December 6, 2006, Justice Society of America, Volume 3, Number 1, after events yet to be presented in the series uh, 52, Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman approach Wildcat, Green Lantern, and The Flash to request that they reactivate the Justice Society of America as a group to train heroes. A mysterious Starman is one of those recruited. Will we be covering this one? It's not likely. It's like a panel. Um, and finally, 10 years ago, in uh, on December 7th, 2011, Superman, the Superman Secret Origin trade paperback uh, came out, which reprinted the six-issue limited series. And issue two told the story of how he got recruited by and worked with the Legion. And we covered that, wow, way back in episode 56. So lots of things with sixes. I'm just saying. I mean, not all of them, but at least that one. There's that. All right. So that's, uh, that's all we got for today. So, folks comments as always as the guy from 10 years ago or 11 years ago told you comments as always can be sent to us at legion of substitute podcasters at gmail.com you can join in the conversation on our facebook page which can be found at facebook.legion of substitute podcasters.com uh we are on the twitter we are losp podcast and in addition to all those things you can head over to our website legion of substitute podcasters.com where you can leave a comment on this or any episode and with that, we make our way back into the time bubble to a time next week when I have other people with me. And we will see you all next week, like I just said. So we'll see you then. Insert Darren Witty comment here. 